Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. And welcome to another webinar in a series hosted by Kingdom Treasurers. Today we have with us Mr. Lankwe Omoyele, who is the MD of Nitro 121, which is one of Africa's, well, West Africa's leading marketing, communication, and brand management companies. He's also the founding partner of Lucent Consulting Company, a business and strategy and human capital development consultancy. So he's definitely the right person to be telling us about how we can let our lights shine by building a personal brand in the marketplace. Thank you very much for joining us today. And I'm just going to hand over now to Mr. Omoyele. Mr. Omoyele, over to you. Thank you, Atinuko. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you and, and good morning. And I'd like to thank Jesus House for inviting me to share this this morning. And so as the topic is, it's let your light shine, building a strong personal brand for the marketplace. In terms of the objectives, uh, we will introduce the principles of personal branding and personal brand equity. We'll highlight the importance of personal branding in career and business growth. And so we're going to be talking about personal branding in terms of the impact it has on career. So if you're a career person, how personal branding can influence your growth in career. And if you do happen to run a business, no matter what size it is, whether it's small, medium or large, the impact of your personal brand on the performance of your business. And I will then go on to share a proven framework that I call the 2ABC Personal Branding Toolkit, which I have developed over time, working both in, in careers over 30 years in marketing and also running businesses. And I've found that this framework helps to build stronger personal brand identities in the marketplace. But let me start by setting a context because most of us are people of faith. And, and so when we talk about personal branding and the impact it has on career and business, it's important that we consider ourselves as apostles in the marketplace. And just a quick definition of what an apostle is, is derived from the Greek word apostolos, which means the sent one, an ambassador, an envoy. So I'll focus on the definition of being an ambassador. And an apostle in our context is an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. So we are kingdom citizens and we are sent to establish Christ's kingdom here on earth. And as an ambassador, an apostle does the will of the person who sent him. And so as we go through this, we, at the back of our minds, we need to understand that we are apostles in the marketplace. And therefore, we are called to have an apostolic influence in the marketplace. And, and the marketplace, as we know, it, it refers to the realm of economic activities. So whether, whatever industry you are, whatever establishments, wherever there is economic activity and any taking place, whether it be in the public sector or in the private sector, regardless of the size, small, medium, or large. That is the marketplace. And apostles in the marketplace are meant to shine the light of the gospel and set the pace in terms of integrity, innovation, service, and impact. And so these are words that 
are going to come into play when we talk about personal branding because it's very easy to think about personal branding being purely selfish. No, it's, it's not. It is a way to build yourself for impact in career and, and, and business. Uh, Genesis 128 familiar passage says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. So letting your light shine involves being fruitful and multiplying in the marketplace, filling the marketplace and subduing it, being, being head and not tail in, in, in your careers and your business and having dominion, not in a negative sense, but in a positive sense. And we all need to recognize that your career, your business is a blessing and has a divine purpose. Okay, so um, God said to Abraham, I will bless you and cause you to be a blessing. So it's, it's twofold. So God blesses, but he causes, leads us to bless others. And, and the passage in Exodus 35 all the way to 36 that is quoted here, really talks about the fact that God had blessed uh, people with gifts and talents. But ultimately, we need to recognize that letting our light shine is that our careers or businesses are means to an end, not an end in itself. And therefore, your work is part of, of what you do in the larger environment. And this is one of the things that I learned as my career evolved. It's very, it's very easy and simple to think about separation of your roles and what I call the secular. So the marketplace is seen as secular. And then the sacred when you come into the four walls of the church. But what I found over time is that they actually should be merging together. And so over time, the secret covers the secular because they're together. And, and this struck me really hard some years ago when I was leaving um, Nigeria to work elsewhere in Africa, Kenya. And the night before I left Nigeria, someone who had worked with me in the team came to me and says to me in the office, sir, I'd like you to bless me. And I, I, I kind of was shocked about that. Bless you, this is an office space. This is not, this is not a church. But I then realized, I said, so why are you asking this? I said, look, I've observed working with you over time. There are certain things that I would like to imbibe from you. And they're in the office, strange. And I, I felt embarrassed. And they're in the office, I actually laid my hands <laughs> and blessed this, this, this young man at the time. And, and, but for me, it, it was really significant because it then made me realize that the work that I do in career in the marketplace is, is important and therefore People are observing, and therefore I need to ensure that my light shines. So let's bear that in mind as we go through this process. So that's just a bit of context setting. So let your light shine. We're familiar with the passage in Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You, you are a city set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. You should not be hidden. And you need to let your light shine in a positive sense in the marketplace and everywhere else. And so that will lead us to introducing certain principles around branding, around personal branding, and personal brand equity. So, branding 101. What is a brand? A, a brand is an entity with a distinct identity and a means of differentiation. Let me break down um, some of those words. So an entity, it, it, that entity can be a person, it can be a place, it can be a country, it can be an organization, a, a company. But the key thing is that it needs to have a distinct identity because if it's not distinct identity, it then is not differentiated from others. And, and that's really what is important in the marketplace, differentiation. 
So a brand is a, a blend of values, experiences, associations, and expectations connected to a product, person, place, organization, service, or idea. So family planning, for example, is an idea. And so a, a family, family planning provider would seek to differentiate itself from another through the branding process. Now, a brand can also be called a bundle of functional and emotional benefits. Now, between an iPhone and a Samsung, and I don't want to stare the waters because I know that there are um, advocates for, for both brands. But if you really, really think about it, from a functional benefits perspective, there might be not that many critical differences between an iPhone or Samsung. Really think deeply about it. Or between a Coca-Cola, a Coca-Cola and a Pepsi-Cola. Yeah, some difference in taste, but really, really what they do is refresh, give some taste. But what is really critical uh, when you lay the emotional benefits on it is why an iPhone loyalist will queue early hours in the morning for miles to get a new iPhone series. It's why some Coca-Cola consumers will swear by, by Coca-Cola. And so when you think about a brand, it's both the functional and the emotional. And the process of building your personal brand therefore requires functional intelligence, what we'll call, we call intelligence quotients, the IQ, but it also requires emotional intelligence. And that's why you find there are people with very high IQs who don't necessarily do very well in careers or business because they have a, a lack in emotional intelligence. So if you're building a personal brand, you need to understand that a brand is both functional and emotional benefits. And you require a, a strong dose of both functional intelligence and also emotional intelligence. Because at the end of the day, a brand is, is a promise, spoken or unspoken. When people see you, they, 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 they think about you and there are certain expectations of, of you. And the process of building a brand is branding. And it can be defined as a deliberate or inadvertent process of creating a positioning or perception in people's minds. And, and this comes through experiences and associations. And it's in that process that you build, you build brand equity. And I'll come to brand equity shortly in some detail. And brand equity is the value that is placed on a brand. So while positioning is the perception people have in their minds of you as a person or that you may have of someone else or a product or a service, the brand equity is the value that is placed. Now, if you look at this the diagram there, there is a figure there. Now, depending on the perspective of the two characters, one sees it as a six, another sees it as a nine. And, and that's really the issue around positioning. How can you build a brand in such a way there's setting consistency? And I'm going to come back again to the word consistency. And the perception a defined audience or a group of people have of a person or product translates to the value that they attach to it. So here, the process of personal branding, branding has a lot to do with, with perception, the person's reality. So you might argue, in fact, in branding, it, it can be argued that perception is reality or perception is stronger than reality. But the, the fact is, perception is somebody's reality. If a person believes that a color is black, that is a person's reality, even if somebody else has a different view. So in process of building a personal brand or, or building your business brand, what you want is to have a position 
something that is consistent in line with what you would like to be perceived. And the process of personal branding is how you articulate and communicate your skills, your attributes, your personality, your values, and the vision that you have, such that it differentiates you as a person and leads to increase in influence and impact. Ultimately, the process of personal branding is about how do you increase your influence and impact in the marketplace. Now, if you happen to run a, a business, one of the things that you'll find, especially if your, your business is, is young, is that people, first of all, have to believe in you as a person before they can believe in what you are selling. And that's the, the strength of and the significance of, of personal branding. And ultimately, what you want to do is differentiate yourself. So the process of personal branding is how you associate value with yourself. So in this case, you are the product. And it helps to define who you are, what you do, what you want to stand for, and why an employer should seek to recruit you or a client should seek to buy from you. And people's perception of you is based on their experiences, what they've experienced with you, or what they have heard about you. And that's, that's really amazing. I, I, once, I once walked into an office day one. I walked in day one. And as I walked in, someone said to me, oh, I've never met you, but I've heard so much about you. And she then went on to say, and you know, the interesting thing is that everything everyone said about you each time was the same thing. Now, I made light of it saying, oh, okay, fine. So um, thankfully, I'm hoping everything they said was good because if it wasn't, it means that everything was consistently bad, okay? But that was on a light note. But it also speaks about the strength of a brand in terms of what people have experienced about you or what they have heard about you. And that's, that's really important. But it's also a function of what are the expectations of you for the future? Because each time people see you or meet with you, they also have expectations. So you walk into a, a, a place and you say, my name is Lang Piyomayeli. And oh, they would think, oh, I've heard of you. And immediately, they don't just think about what they've heard of you. They're therefore thinking about what will their future interaction with you be. So that's really important. And it's not just about how you, what you know. Right? I've already alluded to that when I talked about functional and emotional intelligence. But it also links up to who you really are, your values, and how you relate with people, personality. So in the process of personal branding, think your skills, your capabilities, but also your values are important and your personality is important. And personality here would also involve um, how you dress, how you speak, how you love. It's, it's, a, it's a totality. And so why is personal branding important? Again, just to retreat the point. The world is over 7 billion people. And right now, you probably say we're in a perfect storm of change and challenge. There's competition within the food chain. The marketplace is competitive. So personal branding helps you to differentiate yourself from the crowd. And I, I always like to use this phrase, brand or be bland. You know, when, when I lived in Kenya for a few years, <clears throat> there was a, 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 a certain ethnic group that Ra, they, they transposed L and R. So rather than pronounce um, R as R, they would, they would say L. L and L was R. So I said, look, either be brand or be, be bland. But really, personal branding or branding process of a business or a person really is so important because it helps you differentiate yourself from the crowd and the marketplace and drives competitive advantage. And that leads us to what brand equity is. 
it's the value or worth placed on the brand. And there are four key drivers of, of brand equity. I'm going to note this down as we, as we progress about personal branding. It's about awareness and salience. Where salience is about the knowledge or information they have of a brand. If you are seeking for a job, there needs to be a certain level of awareness that's generated. Or if you run a business, there needs to be certain levels of awareness or salience that people know of. And the stronger the awareness or salience is, the better your chances. And so in my experience, I have found that about three to four job roles that I've, I had over, over the years came about as not because I looked for, but because people found me. And the higher the levels of awareness that you have, especially top of mind, and there are different degrees of awareness, there's zero awareness when a brand is not known at all. And then there's a, a level that is called prompted awareness, which, which means that if you ask a, a customer to mention um, brands of, of detergents that they, they know, and they mention three or four, and then you mention brand X and it says, oh, yes, I knew it. I just didn't remember it. That's prompted awareness. Now, unprompted awareness is where a brand is mentioned without um, any kind of prompting. But top of the mind is that when you ask a customer or a person, do you know this person or that person, or mention brands that you know, the first two, three that they mention, top of their minds, is where you want to be ultimately in your area of business or in your career. And then there's passive quality. What's the perception around the quality that you bring to play in your business or in your person? And then the degree of brand loyalty and the brand identity, the associations that you, that you have. Um, back here in Nigeria, if, if someone sees a splash of yellow, they like to think about it as the MTN, MTN brand. If, if I do, did this, a slash, you're likely to think about it as the Nike, the Nike brand. So what are the associations um, that can be linked with you? All right. Um, for me, for example, I, I can walk into a room and everyone's eyes are shot. And over time, um, people will associate my voice with me. Right? Now, for those, on a light note, for those who, don't, who haven't never met me before, if their eyes are shot and they they hear my voice and they open their eyes, they will tend to think about looking for a very tall, big person, right? And I'm a bit of the opposite of that. But there are certain associations that are linked um, with brands. And so you want to leverage on the, the identities, associations they have that are strong in building your brand. And to reinforce the point, the top 10 global brands by brand equity, according to Interbrand Ranking for 2019, are these brands. And so you have the Apple brand, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Coca-Cola, Samsung, Toyota, Mercedes, McDonald's, and Disney. Now, this is purely by brand equity. But as I'm sure we'd know, by revenue, sales as well, these brands are leading brands by revenue. And that just reinforces the point that as you build your personal brand equity, the, the opportunities of growth are, are increased. And so this to lead us now to, to the framework of how you build your personal brand equity in the marketplace and letting your light shine. So we'll be talking about the 2ABC toolkit. And there are 
six steps in building the personal brand from this toolkit. There's assessment, identifying your personal brand purpose, authenticity, building your personal brand proposition, beliefs, developing values that build your character, boldness, the courage to walk your differentiated path, consistency, cultivating the habit of excellence, and credibility, building a trusted reputation that lasts. But before I dig deeper into this, may I, I just like to pause for one or two minutes and do a sense check if anyone has any questions or comments before we dig deeper on this. So, um, Tineke, I'll just pause for um, one or two minutes if there are any questions or comments. Okay. Has anyone got any questions? I haven't got any in the um, box yet, in the chat box yet. But does anybody have any pressing questions? Is everybody listening? Should we ask you questions to check? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Mr. Omoyele threatened that he was going to do that. So, please so maybe, I should, maybe I should just do that. Just, just, <laughs> let me just do that. So can I ask anyone, anyone, any volunteers, what is brand equity? Very simple. That's unfair. What is brand equity? That's unfair. <laughs> but I'm going to answer for them. Let me see. I, 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 <laughs> Does anyone want to answer? I'm going to see if um, the, any hands up. Nobody wants to volunteer to answer. Okay, so I've got a question. Yes. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, please go, please go on, please go on. I've got a question that says, can one build a brand without a large amount of money? The straight answer is yes, you can. And, and I think that's where a lot of people um, get worried, especially around the business and wondering how can you build a brand. And, and in fact, what we're discussing this morning is the first part of call. If you build your personal brand, in terms of some of the things we're going to talk about now, it makes it even more cost effective because it's about what you are doing yourself and you're not necessarily expending money. So the beginning point is build a strong personal brand. It makes it easier to then build a, a, business, a business brand. Now, if you then run a business brand, there are cost effective ways of building the brand, especially in today's world of digital marketing and social media. So if you use digital marketing and social media effectively, yes, you definitely can build um, a strong business brand without um, spending too much money. But the beginning point is build a strong personal brand, which really doesn't cost you that much. It just requires a bit of discipline around the things that you want to do. Okay, so... so um, Hang on, before you go on, someone answered your question and then someone else made a comment. So I'm going to read. So someone answered and said, value or worth of the brand. But someone else said, I was actually going to ask you if you could summarize again very briefly what brand equity is. So can okay, you do so, that? So the response that says brand equity is the value or worth of a brand is correct. That is what a brand is. And so for brand equity, that's what it is. And there are four key drivers of brand equity. One is the awareness or salience, where salience is the knowledge of the brand. There's the um, degree of brand loyalty to the brand. There is the brand associations, the brand I identity, and the perceived quality, perceptions around quality. Okay. Thank you. I have one more question before I let you continue. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so this question is, ooh, sorry, can someone be known for multiple brands, so e.g. house of brands, or is it better to have a branded house like Virgin Trains, Virgin Money? Now, it's a question, and, and that's because, you see, strategy 
and what your question you've asked speaks to brand strategy. Brand strategy really is about the route to travel, the way you choose to travel. So in this view, I would not say that there's um, one is better or the other. It depends on on a number of factors, right? If you if you go the branded house approach, it probably saves money because you don't have to create a new brand all the time. And um, so in the case, example of Virgin that you put, you don't have to create a new Virgin brand each time. So the Virgin brand rides um, supports all the other brands regardless of category. Now, so that's the positive of it, that you don't have to spend that much money. The risk, of course, is if anything happens to the master brand Virgin, it then can have impact on every other um, brand. That's a risk. Now, in terms of the house of brands, you have many brands, different um, um, names. The, the, the positive of that is that you can focus on building each brand because each brand then targets a different consumer segment. Now, the um, challenge around that, of course, is that you then need to spend a lot of money investing in each of those brands. So I think it's a choice that organizations make. Uh, I don't think it's a wrong or right answer. I think ultimately it's about what the vision uh, and the chosen strategy of the business is. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So I'll let you continue with your... Okay, um, great. Thanks. So we'll go now to the, the toolkit. And we'll start off with assessment. Identifying your personal brand purpose. Now it's so important that if you're building a brand, whether it's a business brand or a personal brand, that you know who you are. And so I'm going to focus a bit more here around the personal brand. Doing a SWOT analysis is critical. It's important. What are your strengths? What are your areas of weaknesses? I put them in quotes because I always say that the areas of weaknesses are opportunities to grow. And then from a marketplace perspective, where are the opportunities and threats? Because ultimately your personal brand is a reflection of your greatest strengths and growth opportunities. Now, even Jesus himself asked his disciples that who do the people say I am? And then who do you say I am? So it's so important that you know who you are. And in, in, in that question that Jesus asked his disciples, in there is actually storytelling around, around building brands. Because when you're building a personal brand, you are telling yourself a, a story. Other people are also telling stories about you to yourself, but they're also telling stories about you to others. So the question is, there's a sweet spot. And what you want ultimately in building your brand is that sweet spot where there's alignment between the stories that you are telling yourself and the stories others are telling about you, to you, and to others. There's a sweet spot. There needs to be a consistency. And that's why the process of personal branding is, is really, really, really important. You know, there are times when you can tell yourself you have low self-esteem. And others actually think, look, you're really doing well. You know, I mean, you're familiar with the imposter syndrome. So, so how do you get an alignment and address some of those weaknesses, opportunities that are real to grow? You know, I always like to tell a story about years ago, I struggled a lot with procrastination and I used to manage the Bombita brand um, in Cadbury and it was very busy, humongous brand. And this was before the computers. And so my, my, my desk would be full of paper and I, I struggled. I didn't, it, it, I didn't think it was helping my personal brand. So I, I said, I need to address that issue. And in the day I knew how to address that issue was 
one day when my marketing director was coming with his boss from the UK, Andrew, and as they came into our, our shop floor, I thought, oh my, I hope they're not coming to my office because my table was full of paper. And I thought this was going to affect my brand. And fortunately, unfortunately, it was my office they were coming to. And I had no time to do, you know, some of those things you do where you could literally try and do some rearrangements. And so as, as I stepped in my office, Andrew, and Andrew came in and said, in the typical British humor, and says, oh, Lamper, where's your desk? And, and I was so embarrassed. And I said that day, I was going to deal with that issue because it was affecting my personal brand. So it's important that you do a sort analysis, understand what your strengths are, leverage your strengths, and look at what opportunities and, and, and threats there are. And then ask yourself, who do you seek to serve? And this is particularly important for business owners. Many times I, I ask business owners, who is your target market? And they say to me, everyone, no. Any business that seeks to serve everyone, it's a recipe for failure. You need to clarify who your target market is. You, at least you must have a primary target market. There might be secondary, there might be tertiary, but you must have a primary target market that you seek to serve. Why are you doing what you're doing? What do you want to be known for? You need to be clarifying for yourself as the process of building a brand. What are you offering? And how will it help those who you seek to serve? Look, even in the Bible, Paul and Peter had different targets, segments that you were addressing. So you need to have clarity around that in the marketplace. You can't be everything to everyone. There's no brand that does that and succeeds. Even the biggest brands, Apple, Mercedes-Benz, they can't be everything to everyone. So from a personal brand perspective, you need to be saying, who do you seek to serve primarily? And yes, you can also have secondary or tertiary of segments. So you need to talk about segmentation, targeting, and, and positioning, which we discussed earlier on, uh, about the space you occupy, you want to seek to occupy. What do you want to be known for? In, in my personal experience, as I evolved in career, I said to myself, what do I want to be known for? And particularly when I, like I said earlier on, when I moved to work in another country, and I understood perceptions about Nigerians, for example, in, in that country. So I most impactful marketing people in East Africa that lived with integrity. And that was important for me from a Nigerian perspective. And so that was my definition of it. I therefore then had a, a roadmap in terms of how I would um, deliver that. And thankfully, by God's grace, at the end of four years, the sense check and feedback like God that that had been achieved but so you need to define as part of the process of building a brand, what you want to be known for. And it's not about self-aggrandizement. It's really ultimately about the impact that you want to have in the marketplace. And in the example I've given, the impact was that, and that is feedback that had changed the perception that they had of Nigerians, of Nigerians um, um, being aggressive, being loud, not being people of integrity. So, I got that straight feedback. And because I was also involved in the faith community and um, involved in some measure of broadcast in the community, even after I'd left, 10 years after I'd left, my voice over on a certain radio program was still being used. So it's about def defining and trying to say what impact you want to have. Remember we said your career, your business, 
is, is just a means to an end, not an end in itself. So a self-assessment is important. And I'll just share a few examples here about brand purpose. So Google says it exists to satisfy every curiosity. Dulux says it adds, seeks to add color to people's lives. And Harley Davidson says it exists to fulfill the dreams of personal freedom. So each brand, each of us, each, each personal brand, each business brand needs to define what your overarching um, purpose is because it then guides you in terms of the things that you do subsequently. And that leads us to the second A. So we just compared assessment, your self-assessment, your SWOT analysis, and the definition of your segmentation, your targeting and positioning strategy. And then leads us to authenticity, how you build a personal brand proposition that is differentiated. And this is really at the heart of building your personal brand and directly links to your personal brand purpose. Too often, we try to imitate and mimic other people and you're not differentiated. So what I like to say is it's great to have role models and role models are really great to have, really great to have mentors. But what they, should, what they helped you do is build a stronger you. So the question you want to ask yourself is who are you and how are you different and better in quotes. So better here is, is not meant to be a, a, a negative connotation. But what are those unique skills, vision, and passion or personality that you can offer that can influence and impact your target audience? See, Proverbs 18, 16, uh, Proverbs 18, 16 talks about a man's gift, a woman's gift um, makes room for him or her. So how different and better are you? I've, I've, I've alluded to my voice, for example. I found over time that it was... Uh, uh, something different that I had. No one else has the kind of voice I had. So how, did I, how do I leverage it in terms of um, the things that I do in my career, my business? What's your elevator speech? If someone said to you today, who are you? What do you stand for? Can you say it in two, in two minutes? So you need to be crafting a unique value proposition. But ultimately, to yourself, yourself be true. To yourself be true. That's, that's really, really important to yourself, be true. So you, you want to be able to build your personal brand proposition um, over time. And you can do this when you think about the unique skills that you have. What's your vision? What's your, what, what are you passionate about? And what's your personality? And, and you begin to do this by self-introspection as part of your SWOT analysis. But you also get to know what people say about you. Because you know, there are times you may have a blind spot and you might not see everything about yourself. So one of the things that you do, one of the things I do is, is also speak to people to give me feedback. I know at times feedback, getting feedback, especially that which is not complimentary might seem difficult, but it's good to take it. You know, someone says that feedback is the food of champions. So it's good to get feedback. And so you need to have um, times when you have people you trust will speak the truth to you, um, tell you your strengths, tell your weaknesses, so you can need to build a strong brand identity. And so that speaks to authenticity. And then we'll go next to the two Bs. And I tend to spend a bit of time around this because ultimately in building a personal brand, the beliefs that you hold are so critical. So developing values that build your character, really important. And so values are key in building your personal brand. And so we have, most of us here, I, I, trust, I trust our people of faith, but ultimately beyond what our beliefs are, the Bible, you need to also have some core values that guide you. And it's important from a personal brand's perspective because values act as a compass and are linked to character. When you're building your personal brand, 
especially for your business and you have core values, what you want to do is, it's part of the process of building authenticity. So that when people think of you, when they think of you as a brand, they can immediately identify what you stand for. So establish your core values and principles, whether from a personal brand perspective or from a business brand perspective. And what you do is you take a hint from your time, you tend to identify what values are important to you and then write them down. And then focus on the values that are most critical for building your personal brand. So over time, I've also evolved to build my own core values, which I'll share. But as I meditated about this even more, you know, I, I, I've over time come up with what I call the character charisma conundrum and what I call the Tiger Woods syndrome, borrowed from when Tiger Woods had issues years ago in the sense that he had such a strong personal brand. But underneath, there seem to have been values, character issues, which ultimately then blew up. In the same lights, if we were to use a biblical examples, Samsung versus Joseph in the marketplace, both of them were in the marketplace, but their values were different. Whereas Joseph had clear values that he sought to live to, Samsung didn't seem to have. And that's always a risk. In building a personal brand, you need to ensure that your values are strong and that you're living to the values because ultimately, if you don't live to those values, it impacts upon your personal brand. So it's really important to establish a personal brands, uh, a, a, a set of values that you strive to live to on an ongoing basis. It could be a challenge, but it's so important in building your personal brand. So over time, I've established my own personal brand, my own personal values, beg your pardon, which spelled the acronym of F-I-R-E-S. Now, the, I always say this is for me, right? But this is just an example of how you can build personal uh, values that then help to reinforce your personal brand. So for me, it's faithfulness to God, family, and friends, integrity of time, treasure, talent, and talk. So many times when we talk about integrity, as an example, we, we only talk about um, issues around money, but there's also integrity around the use of time, respect of time, and other people's time. And over time, this has been very important for me to the point when people hear of me today, one of the first things they think about is integrity of time. It links up to my brand, all right? Respect of others and self. I say, for example, that I would never call someone a fool, all right? And I strive to do that. Now, I could say that someone did a foolish thing, but I wouldn't call the person a fool. And I live to that, and people know that such words won't come. So it's part of my brand. The pursuit of excellence, raising the bar, and just constantly trying to be better, so important, right? And people recognize that, and then simplicity. So these core values feed into my personal brand. And that's why it's really important that your core values, um, you have a set of core values that guide you and feed into your personal brand, okay? And ultimately, it's about the boldness to lead to those brands, uh, to those values, the boldness. And that takes us to the second B, the courage to walk your differentiated path. It's really important. Now, I've spoken to you about values, and I tend to share those values everywhere I go to. When I go to a new workplace, I share the values. And I say to people, challenge me if I don't live to those values. And not because I live to them 100%, but I'm saying challenge me because I want to live to them 100%. So knowing I set myself up, I'm double conscious of seeking to live to them. And when on, on occasion I don't live to them, I quickly self-correct. And it's really important for any personal brand to do that. So even in the business place, you might have a customer, you might fail, 
right? How do you quickly cost correct? We are human, so people know that you will, there will be some failures, but how do you quickly cost correct? And that's the really important thing about having um, values and the boldness to live to those um, um, values. So courage is important, right? We all know about Colin Kaepernick. Believe in something, stand for something, and just no matter how painful it can be, living to values can be painful, but ultimately the rewards are great because it then builds your brand. And then we, and I'm sure the ladies will like this. So I'm saying the courage will work on your differential path. Be a stiletto in a room full of flats. Ultimately, that's how you want to be differentiated. And it's about being different to the values that you, that you want to stand for. And so as we begin to bring this to a close, we, we go into the two C's. So we've talked about the two A's, assessment and authenticity. The two B's, beliefs, all values and boldness. And then we go on to consistency. Cultivating the habit of excellence is really, really important. Um, Aristotle, the philosopher, said that we are what we repeatedly do. Excellent then is not just an act, but a habit. So how do you challenge yourself to be the best version of yourself every day, every moment? Because ultimately, personal brands that win are brands that are consistent and pursue excellence, integrity with humility. All right. And so we, we know the examples of Daniel, how he pursued excellence and sought to be different from the, from the others. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs twenty two twenty nine um, that says, Seeth thou a man diligent in his work? He will not stand before me, men who will stand with kings. And really, this speaks true in the marketplace. It speaks true. Whether you're in career or whether you're running a business, it really speaks true. And how do you drive excellence? We prepare to learn and relearn and seek to stay re relevant. The world has changed and it's changing really, really fast, especially with the pandemic, right? It's really, look, I have worked from home for the past four months. It's a new way of working. So how do you build new capabilities? Because what you know today might not be enough for tomorrow's challenges. And how do you learn? So you might have done great in the past, but you must constantly seek to reinvent yourself, your personal, your personal brand, reinventing yourself. Seek, seize the moment, be intentional, get out of your comfort zone. If you're going to be a stronger personal brand, you need to get out of your, of your personal brand, of, of your personal zone, and just seek to be outstanding. One of the things that I've seen in, in career particularly, and also in terms of uh, business, is that every job is a preparation for the next. Every job is a preparation for the next. Every new role I've gotten has been a reward of previous work, previous work done. So it's, it's just think about it. If you are, even if you're unhappy with where you are today, think about the fact that every job is a preparation for the next. And, and that leads to building credibility because they are tied. So when you're consistent, it leads to building credibility. How you build a trusted reputation that lasts. It's tied to all we have talked about. It's tied to you doing a self-assessment. It's tied to being authentic. It's tied to living to values boldly on a consistent basis. When you do that, then you build a trusted reputation that lasts. So it's about consistency in integrity. It's about building trustworthiness. Now, in building a personal brand, in building um, brand equity, trust is the currency. Trust is the currency. So whether you're in career or business, make every moment of truth a moment of magic. Each time a customer comes to your business, you want to make it a moment of magic and not a moment of misery. So service is, is key. It's important. Once they trust you as a person, as a service provider, they will come for repeat business. 
and back to the question about how much money you therefore need to spend on building your brand, your business brand, it becomes not as much, not as expensive because your personal brand is strong from a trust perspective. It's important that you are networking as you build your personal brand. What you know is, is important, but what you know is also important. So build relationships, build relationships. Again, using my personal experience, every job role that I've changed over time has come from people that I had worked with in the past. Uh, right. So build relationships. And in business as well, referrals come. So I currently run, like I said, two businesses. Every referral that new business that comes is because someone picks up the phone and says, Langway, I think your company can do this. So build relationships. It's part of building your, your, your brand. And then be social responsible. Seek to make a difference wherever you are. And seek to be, to be visible, um, online and offline presence. Now, today, a lot of things happen online. So the question I have is, as you build your personal brand, are you visible on LinkedIn? Are you active on LinkedIn? How is your Instagram presence if you're on a business? How is it? And not just if you're present, how are you present? Because how you're present is also important. The things you say, the things you discuss. And for you to grow in your career and your business, you also want to be seen as a thought, as a thought leader. So it's important. I like this quote by Jimmy Carter, former American president, that says, I have one life and one chance to make it count for something. My faith demands that I do whenever I can, for as long as I can, with whatever I have to try to make a difference. So the process of personal branding requires you to seek to make a difference and build a trusted reputation that lasts. And the summary at the end of the day is that personal branding is a good name is more desirable than great riches and higher esteem than gold and silver. But I also say that a good name does lead to great riches and high esteem. So um, ultimately, personal branding is let your light shine, as the scripture tells us. And ultimately, um, we are kingdom citizens and we are branded for Christ. Thank you. So I'll, I'll pause and close for now and happy to take questions or comments. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Thank you so much. That was absolutely brilliant. I can't even tell you. Um, we've I got only one question, and it's a question that I, well, I'll let you decide if you're going to answer it or not. Someone wants to know if they can borrow your fires, <laughs> your your fires <laughs> personal branding um, thing. So that, that's the only question that's come at the moment, but it was a joke, obviously. Okay. Um, <laughs> look, you can borrow it if it makes sense and if it resonates for you as a person because um so let me use simplicity as an example it might not be what you're concerned about it may not be what you're about all right um some people say for me at times that i take simplicity too far all right so it might not be relevant for you but yes since you're asking for permission yes you can um, borrow it if it makes sense for you in building your brand <laughs> And we're taking that for all of us, not just for the person that asked, right? That's fine. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thank you very much. I just wanted to um, remind people because a few people joined a little bit later. So I wanted to let them know the names of your company. So um, Mr. Lankwish Omoyele is the MD of Nitro One to One, which is West Africa's lead, well, one of West Africa's leading marketing, communication and brand management companies. And he's also a founding partner of Lucent Consulting Company, which is a business strategy and human capital development consultancy. Now, I'm sure like me, quite a lot of you would like to 
know more and do more. And he has an online course that goes a little bit. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the course, what they can learn? Because I'm going to put it in the chat box. But if you can tell us a little bit about what else will happen. Okay, thank you. Let me just quickly answer this so I don't miss the question that I see in the chat box. Okay. Um, so Bonon is asking what you do where people don't know you but have made assumptions. Um, EJ colleague said you're nice, but he hadn't thought I was before he started talking. Welcome to my life, right? Um, <laughs> okay, so in your case, they said that you're nice, but you haven't thought so. In my case, they think I'm a snob. Or they used, to, they used to think, okay, no, used to. I'm hoping that more and more people don't think about that anymore. Um, so they used to think about a snob. And that's why feedback is really great. Okay, so it's, you need to put yourself in a place where you can get feedback um, about yourself. And so when people make assumptions and you get to know about those assumptions, the thing to do is to um, correct those assumptions. So you need to um, go out of your way. Uh, so let me answer the question by personal experience. Like I said, um, years ago, when I was working in a multinational company, um, the feedback I then got, I sensed it, was that I was seen as a snob, all right? And when I tried to interrogate why, it actually came to the fact that one, um, I was introverted and um, quietish. I was managing, like I said, it on the biggest brand for the company. And I wore glasses, so my looks, everything, and the way I, I spoke. All right, so th and that was the perception, right? Nothing I did. But when I realized that, I then said, look, it's not about them. It's now, look, how do I address this misperception? Because it was important for me to build relationships um, in the company to deliver my own objectives. So what I then decided to do was, once I identified the segments that were saying this, went about a way to build relationships. And believe it or not, one of the things I had to do was also speak to them in Pidgin. Because part of the problem was I wasn't speaking Yoruba or any of this in, in the office. And it was considered as being a stop. So I decided to speak Pigeon in conversations with them. I decided to go to the cafeteria more often and look, identify and just sit down and have conversations. So I think that when you get the feedback, um, assess it, even if you don't fully agree, correct where you can to make a difference. Right? So having ears to the ground is important. Any brand that wants to, to, to be strong needs to have ears to the ground and get feedback. Okay. There's another question about, do you give one-to-one -one personalized coaching counseling? Yes, I do. Okay, great. Um, and I've put um, Mr. Moyele's website on here. But could you tell us a little bit about the online course? All right, so there's, there's a course. It's, it's, um, it, it's called, it's a non-online course for career entrepreneurs, what I call career entrepreneurs, those who are in careers, and for entrepreneurs, those who run businesses. It's about personal um, branding. It's, it's online. It has um, six modules and nine lessons. It also has workbooks to help you and assessments. And uh, you do it's online and um, uh, cost-wise is 10,000 30, naira and the, the equivalent. So payments can be made online. And post that, you also have direct access um, to me um, to have conversations around personal brand and also business um, branding. And it's one that you can do on your own on your own time and also engage, engage with me. And it's one of the things, by the way, that has come about has been locked in for four months. So... <laughs> Um, create, create things, yes. There's another question. For projects, how do you get a brand team together? Who do you need and skills? So you ultimately, first of all, you must identify what the project is about, what the objectives are. So let me answer this in a generic sense. I think you need 
again, depends on what the project is, but, but you need two key things. You need the technical skills and the soft skills. So depending on what the project is about, identify those that have the technical skills to help deliver the project, but also identify those who have good soft skills, those who can make things um, happen. And also thirdly, think about a diverse team. Um, you don't just want people who just say yes, sir, for example. You want people who can also challenge uh, status quo and also think differently. So, so think about a diverse team. So um, again, like I said, the, the, the specific project will determine um, the teams, but think about the technical skills, think about the diverse soft skills, and think ultimately about those that can execute properly. Brilliant, thank you. Now for people that want to access one-to-one -one coaching, how can they get hold of you? Can they do it through your website? Yes, they can. I can also share my email address okay. right away if you need. Please, could you do that? If you can put it in the chat box, then okay. they can see that. So if you want to have one-to-one um, -one coaching, please contact Mr. Omoyele um, personally. So brilliant. Thank you so much, Mr. Omoyele. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, that's it. Just a few announcements, please. We're going to send you a feedback form. You know that we depend on your feedback to get better. And you heard Mr. Omoyele say it get the feedback and correct things. So please give us feedback so that we can correct things that we need to, to make this better for you. Um, also, please look out for more webinars. Um, they will be coming and um, just keep a lookout for them. We don't know when yet, but we will let you know and we hope that you will be as enthusiastic as you have been for these last ones. So thank you very much. It just remains for me to say a very big thank you to Mr. Moyele. Thank you so much. You have really blessed us today. God bless you and thank you all very much. See you next Thank time. you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.